Welcome to Just Charisma, episode 29. I'm your host, Braden Charisma, and joining me today is Doug Dolan. How you doing, man? I'm good, thanks. How you doing? Pretty good. So, uh, Doug is like a holistic nutritionist. He's interested in more or less anything that involves is involved in the human journey. And he's carpenter. And it's like scaffolding and everything. Yeah. He's, he's a very interesting man. Yeah, so far. <laughs> so far. So tell me about a holistic nutrition. Like, So, like, for the people who don't know, who don't know what is it? Um... I like to think of it as uh, helping a person with anything relevant to being a person. Like, and that's the psychological aspect. That's their placement, what, where they're born, how it affects them. For sure. You know, different biomechanics. You know what I mean? When it comes to this personal training part, you know, what type of body do you have? What type of, you know what I mean? Different ranges of motion. I like to, you know, you want to look at a person. Uh, every aspect of them because I feel like uh, you know a person's a system within systems so if I think if we look at them too isolated yeah like this gene does this yeah I think we can be missing why like the why I think it's I actually just ask why a lot more than, you know what I mean <laughs> for sure I want to know more you know what I mean and, and you know you gotta I think that's the only way to really deal with a person because there's just so many factors that go so many factors so many variables that go into what can cause uh, disease or dysfunction. So, I don't think if we're not looking at those things, I think we're gonna, you know, you're gonna send the send the person away, incomplete kind of. Yeah, for and sure. You're gonna, you know, you if you give a person, for example, a workout program, and you didn't really get an idea of each joint, what it's capable of in that person, um, what they might be dealing with in as far as organ pathology, anything you're kind of setting them up for failure. And, and in some cases, it's actually a little bit dangerous. Right. I mean, we have a lot of responsibility when it comes to helping people. And uh, the human, you know, the way you teach somebody to move can really affect a lot more things in a, in a human's life. So uh, I think it's important to, you know, you don't want to be too serious, but at the same time, you know, Kind of a big it's a, deal. It's a big deal, and right? they're and they're trusting you, right? You're you're the authority figure in that situation. So for sure. So if you know you, you want to continue your education, keep going, right? Like at the very least, don't let your mistake be based on not trying. For sure, right? Just keep staying. You don't want to stay too ignorant. When no, it you comes to the human. Yeah. To the human. Yeah. yeah, you want to like you want to expand your knowledge as much as you can. I mean, really, like every it's and like the crazy thing is that we're always changing. So everything's always being updated and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So I mean, yeah, like these people are putting you know, the trust and faith in you, you don't want to like find out you don't want to like hurt them in a sense that are like, you can't recover from. No. And here's like a really simple example of something that can happen over time. You know, as uh, most people would already know, the way we live nowadays is pretty, you know, we're sitting a lot. Yeah. There's a lot of different postures that are maintained. Um, when it comes to work, the workplace, sitting in cars all the time, yep. sitting at home, just, just chairs the fact that they're 90 degrees. You're, you know, you're always in some form of hip flexion, right? Um, it doesn't take very long for muscles to start shortening, and especially if you start actually getting stronger in those positions. So, you know, one example is, you know, even just doing crunches on the floor, technically that's a shortened range of motion. Yeah. You know, in comparison to going over top of maybe like a Swiss ball. Right. If you're over top of a Swiss ball, you kind of elongated that muscle and now you're going through the full range of motion contraction and then obviously the eccentric part of it. Um, if you're doing the opposite and you're doing it on the ground, well, first off, that person very likely already is probably a little bit short in that muscle from the way they sit and just day-to-day life nowadays. 
But if you also are adding short short range of motion crunches, you know, we're actually going to start to affect things like their uh, respiration. Um, the ability for the diaphragm to kind of contract and pull down and pull air in properly is based kind of on the length of the abdominal muscle and right. lots of other factors. Obviously, there's a little bit more to it, but that cavity, the tighter and tighter it gets and the more you kind of throw a, um, I guess the technical word is kyphosis, but let's just call it your thoracic spine starts to go into a bit of a hunch. Oh yeah. Call yeah. it a bit of a hunchback. Yeah. Um, as you go into that position, your ability to actually breathe appropriately is affected, right? And, and breathing is everything. So little things like that, that, you know, even to me, six, seven years ago, just kind of coming in and just being like, I'm just going to train people. For sure. It's like, right? yeah, you know, you don't want to deter people from starting based on not knowing, but just have, I think it's, I, looking back on how I started, I have a lot more humility when it comes to how important it is to kind of always be continuing to learn about these things. Because um, if you start changing the way somebody breathes, you, you, you change every metabolic process in their body. For sure. And that's going to change. That changes everything. It changes their psyche, especially their psyche. You start making someone almost hunched over and forced to breathe differently. Mm-hmm. Talk about it. That, that's, def, that's one of the main things in anxiety is, is the breathing process. Just so, like being able to breathe. Being able to breathe, breathe. properly. Yeah. Um, all these other things. The diaphragm is a really, really key muscle. And in stabilization and low back pain. So you're, uh, the way you breathe is going to change a lot of things. Um, Another example, too, is depending on how you're working somebody and if you are training them in the right posture to the best of your ability, like a little more of a tin, uh, the chin being tucked and kind of being straight up and down on top of yourself, kind of keeping things in line to some yeah. extent. If you're not, you know, you're going to shorten again, you can shorten the muscles in the front of the neck and put people in cervical hyperextension. So okay. kind of that, it's you usually will see it coupled with... Uh, with the uh, the hunchback, yeah, because one of the main things the body wants to do as predators, we want to see the horizon. So if you put me down here, naturally I'm going to have to lift my head back to keep things flat, right? Right. So in that position, first off, it can that can affect your dental health. It actually those muscles they they connect to the jaw at the same okay. time. Okay. Yeah. So now you can actually have protrusion. You can have uh, I forget the actual technical term, but. You can end up moving the jaw back or forth, and uh, obviously then the mechanical stresses on the teeth change, and yeah. you can have different different t- uh, uh, dental issues as well. And hmm. and also in that position, you, it's harder to breathe through your nose, and there's a tendency to mouth breathe, which can uh, can give people respiratory issues as well. Based on it's from what I understand, the most of our immune systems in our nose. Yep. And, and we also humidify the air as it comes in through our nose. It's quite impressive what it does. But anyways, <laughs> if we're mouth breathing all the time, we don't have that same immune system to be taking on the pathogens as we breathe them in. So it's going right into your lungs. Okay. So, so you get what I mean, right? Yeah. We're talking about, like, when I talk about holistic perspective, it's like, okay, like there's nothing that's really isolated. You know what I mean? You change a person's breathing and now they start having respiratory infections, you know, well, there you go. Yeah. The trouble is most of that, if you don't understand that process, you won't understand how your personal training contributed to that type of thing, right? Okay. So, that's cool. lots to look at. Yeah. No. More more than you sometimes even want to look at, no, but it's, sure. it's, it's cool stuff. For sure, yeah. There's like, there's always so many, that's way more components than I even thought about. Like, when you think about like nutrition, you're just like, oh, it's just something to do with diet. But it's mm-hmm. like, no, it's something to do with like the diet leads to this and like everything, it's like mm-hmm. it's all connected somehow. Like, oh, absolutely. And we're more sensitive, for example, 
when our blood blood sugar fluctuations are going to have a little bit of they can affect the way uh, uh, our sympathetic nervous system which is kind of the the fight or flight aspect of our nervous system for sure and um just that alone is going to change the way you have to breathe right it's going to up your respiratory rate in some cases yeah um people with anxiety too that's usually what partial it's the it's the symptom of what they're dealing with is they have kind of a hyperactive sympathetic nervous system or high sympathetic tone so uh that changes the way you breathe and the more you hyperventilate the more chance you're going to have to get in some of these funky breathing patterns right right if you're breathing heavy in a lot of cases your nose won't do yeah, so you lean sure. towards the mouth breathing in the mouth breathing one of the first things they did a study with they use chimpanzees and uh they just blocked their nose okay and they almost instantly went into cervical hyperextension hmm. and because there's a, a group of muscles in your neck and stuff that kind of help open up the air passage and they work best it gives you from what i understand the best uh the most air you can get is in that position it right. opens up the airway okay so there you go right we're talking about and that's where the body and the mind are obviously going to be interacting is a person's psychology affects the breathing and then those things can maintain themselves based on now you've slowly hunched over yeah and uh, obviously the muscles adapting to that new length it can make it very hard to get to a, a type of breathing that can actually bring you ease uh, there's a uh, what are they called there there's receptors uh, inside your nose for the or parasympathetic nervous system okay and obviously that's going to lean towards relax so on so that's the body's kind of feedback mechanism letting it know like hey your nose breathing yeah you're obviously not sprinting anymore so you can stop you know i mean you can cool down a little bit yeah, right you can relax. and then obviously all that's going to have its uh, the endocrine aspect the hormonal aspect and that's why a lot of people end up doing decent with meditation okay they're pretty much practicing chilling out just yeah you know what i mean you're sitting there and just breathing into your stomach. Well, most of us don't do that. You know, I mean, I think we're all guilty of it. If we, if we all right now took a look at where we're breathing, most of us, you know, are going to lean towards at least spending more time than we should breathing into our shoulders, into and then instead of it, I think we want about two thirds into our belly, yeah. in a deep breath, two thirds in a belly, and about the last third <clears throat> coming up and kind of with the shoulders and okay. all right. Obviously, when you're just hanging out, just a little bit of an in and out in the stomach. But um, so yeah, okay. meditation. Um, that's kind of why I think it ends up working out for people is they learn to kind of let their thoughts cruise by, right, and uh, breathe through them instead of react to them. And okay. know, I, I personally don't do a lot of it at the moment, but I have done it in the past, and it, yeah, I'd say it's got some validity. For yeah, sure. it's an interesting thing to do. At the very least, just being conscious about trying to hang out and just let things be what they are. Yeah, it's no, probably a good thing for all everybody, right? Yeah, no, I, I like I've definitely tried like yoga. I tried yoga <laughs> once or twice, and I was just trying to, but I was like I was a little younger, so I was like more like fidgety, and I was just like mm-hmm. it's harder for myself just kind of like relax and everything. But I hear it's really good. Like I hear it's. Yeah, it's, I think like, a lot of people seem to enjoy it. Yeah, so like I've just never been able to like. I guess in talk more recently, I've never been able to kind of just, I'm still pretty fidgety and stuff, but like I, I could probably find more center, I guess, mm-hmm. and just kind of like actually be able to do it properly and everything like that. Well, it's kind of, it can be a cascade too, right? Which is nice about it is, you know, if you can learn to chill out, you might be able to start dealing with things that are also making it hard to chill out. For sure. You know what I mean? Like, so it'd be no different than, okay, someone's dealing with something stressful 
for their life, you know, we can almost look at people are anxious, have too much chaos. Yeah. And not enough order, you can almost say. For so sure. maybe an oversimplification, but let's just look at it that way, right? So you can say the chaos in the head, chaos in the life. And they work off of each other because the chaotic head isn't yeah. going to have a nice orderly life. Very no. unlikely, right? You're going to be living kind of both aspects of that. And all of a sudden you learn to breathe and maybe you just learn to chill out a little bit. And that can be almost, that can be nice enough and kind of carry into your life. And maybe you start changing your habits and maybe, you know, instead of just waking up in a panic after a bad sleep because you were anxious or having some people right. have insomnia, maybe you wake up and you make a list. Okay. And maybe, you know, yeah. maybe you actually make a list and, you know, really organize a day and start having some discipline. Well, there you go. There's a little bit more order in your life. You know what I mean? For sure. And so all of a sudden you can actually build off of something. Yeah. I think a lot when you have no foundation, there's nothing to build off of. And I think even list making or good habits, I would, I would argue that metaphorically they're a foundation. Yeah. It's like baby yeah. steps. Yeah. It's like, okay, so now I... I got my list, I got my things that I do, not to mention you can look back at a list and know over time what was working. You can't remember what you don't write down. Yeah, you won't know sure. what. So if you got like 30 days of lists and you've never felt better in your life, go back and look at your list and I guess you can replicate that. For sure. You can't replicate what you don't know. Yeah, you because can't. you're not going to remember all the little things you did throughout the day. No. You know, you're not going to remember... You know, like you might remember, you're only going to remember like the important things. Like people are like, oh, I went to work, mm-hmm. uh, I ate breakfast. Yeah. What did you eat? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, right. like, like, so, yeah. And you'll have to actually think about it. You'll be like, what did I eat? Or, and then be like, and then I'll take a few seconds. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And even if you might not remember, right? So note keeping is obviously key. Uh, I read somewhere. I, I think I'm going to screw this up as far <laughs> as the exact number, but it was something quite impressive. It was. I think 10 minutes of planning could almost save you 120 minutes. It was something pretty staggering. And I could, okay. I could be a little bit wrong about it, but it just, um, it really showed how much of a difference. And this was an actually study, like a productivity study, and showing that list making makes that much more of a difference, right? Yeah. And, and we have a propensity probably to have a bit of a monkey mind. And I, I would argue that having a list is almost like that order. It's, it gives you something to stick with, and other than that, you might just go whatever emotionally feels better at the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas that, that's, that's emotionless. That's do it because, you know, you've already decided to. Yeah. It would be no different than committing to the gym and committing to a program. Pretty it much. takes the emotion out of it. And if you see it through and you do the four weeks, you, I would argue that's feedback. And then you can take a look and you can kind of reflect on how well it worked. But you can only reflect based on you finished it. Yeah, exactly. Or you had some form of discipline because if you quit two weeks through... And then said it didn't work. Well, you can't... You you didn't try it. You didn't try it. Yeah. Right. So I think that that's why even basic list making can be so key. Like, I don't care if a person writes down, just drink water if that's all they needed to do. Yeah. The fact that you did it and then you can look back on it, right? And with a foundation, you can always add. Like, that's the thing. You can't add something to nothing. That's true. Whereas you can add... So say you did a program at the gym and you do it for four weeks. And you got it all written down and you know exactly what you did over those four weeks. Well, let's say in amongst that you were finding, you found that it was too much for your stress levels and it didn't work out. Well, now you can just knock down your volume off of that. You don't have to guess. Yeah. You can actually just say, okay, I'm going to try 10% less. For sure. Right or now. one, I'm going to take one week out and take a full 25% of the workout out of one day a week. I'm going to get rid of it and then see how your body reacts. 
And if those next three weeks, four weeks are absolutely fantastic and you feel better, you feel more lively and you get stronger, well, I guess you found some sort of formula. Yeah, they found something right? that would work for so you. So you actually have, you have a basis, you got some sort of foundation. For sure. And then obviously you can tinker with it. Whereas if you have no record keeping of your life whatsoever, well, I don't, I think you're kind of screwed. Well, to yeah. be honest. <laughs> yeah, then you're kind of like, kind of just like a leaf blowing in the wind, right? Like, And, and you're going to feel it up here. Yeah. And now that all that mental energy going into trying to remember things. Good luck, right? Yeah, it's like it's on paper, it's almost another way of just feeling less stressed. Uh, yeah. Because you know, your day's planned out for you. You can go to your iPhone if you got a planner on there, you can go to your go to your list. So you, sure. you know, even on days that you're feeling a little weak and you know, you're tired and you just don't have your memory's not there, that's there. And I think even that can just be comforting, right? Yeah, for sure. And then not to mention now your whole day doesn't get worse you actually end up finishing the things you need to finish, which means you might actually, you're going to sleep better than the person that had an incomplete day and is frustrated. Well, yeah, because you're going to feel accomplished because you're like, oh, I actually like, you know, I, I had my list. Oh, and I threw in a couple other things today and I got them done. Or like, you know, you did whatever. Yeah. And like, you're like, it was productive. I, I, I accomplished things and now it's like, and now you don't have to stress about, say mm-hmm. like, you know, the garbage is already out for tomorrow. So mm-hmm. don't worry about it. I don't know, small things or like whatever, right? Like mm-hmm. they'll just, they'll make you, you can appreciate the little things, so you'll be you'll be happier. So then it'll probably affect you in a better way, right? Better is better. Exactly, right? Better is always better. Um, if you look at really like if you look at yourself, and I'm, I looked at myself in this way, it's like most of us are just terrible at using our time. Oh yeah, We're time apps, Our time management is absolute garbage and garbage. If you look at the people that are really successful in this world, obviously depending on what you consider successful, that's, that's subjective. Everyone's allowed to have their own opinion For on sure. what wealth is or what success is. But Absolutely. if you look at the people that just sheerly, let's just say numbers, are very, very wealthy, they know how to use time. Yeah. And if they don't have the time, they know how to hire people to go make, do things and help them make more time. Yeah. So if we look, if I'm sure if most of us looked at our days, and looked at our hours, we'd probably be a little bit disappointed with how much we waste. Oh, yeah. And then, and unfortunately, you know, depending on what stage you're at, you s- still might kind of be, you might blame the world for not having enough time. It's like, well, actually, it says right here, you got four hours a day, even with an eight-hour sleep. And I've done that for myself. I broke down a week before, broke okay. down a day. Yeah. And I try and try and utilize that information. But it's, um, yeah, it's pretty surprising. Even, you know, I've... Uh, done it even if you sleep nine hours if you if you're pretty disciplined and you work off a list uh, you can actually get quite a bit done and still have a decent amount of free time i believe it yeah and it's it's because and that's the thing about it the fact that it's non-emotional right the emotional brain you know it kind of wants to do this and it wants to do this and paper if paper is uh, like, paper is like a lot it just is yeah it's, it's, it just is right yeah. now there's always the in-betweens and then there's the chaos that comes out of nowhere life is has variables life has you of know course. it's odd little tragedy right and then that screws you over a little bit but i think people when you think of stress i like to think of stress or the human capacity to be healthy i like to think about it as like a bear uh, wa- uh, water barrel or a barrel as it fills up, it's filling up with all different aspects, the psychological stress, the chemical stress, the lack of sleep stress, whatever you want to call it. People that are always managing things are obviously just going to be able to take on more before everything bursts and and there's all that fallout, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, five days a week, you're, you know, you're spot on. And then you have a little mistake. It's so much different than the person that was chaos all week. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. They're not going to be held. They can't handle the stress, which even leads to making it harder to relax and make the list and do all these things, right? Because as you're stressed, we're going to lean towards wanting to just part, you know, go booze up and and get it out of our system, right? Try to just like find a way, some sort of way to not feel the stress for even just for an hour, right? Well, like I'm sure we've all had those periods in our life where we just drink too much. I definitely have. Oh, Um, me too. (laughs) And I think there's a difference between a major difference between celebrating and just kind of running away from daily problems. For sure. You know what I mean? And for everybody that's different. But um, I think that if you're doing all the wrong things during the week or compare it relative to what you'd rather be doing. Right. So expectation-based wrong. What's wrong for some people isn't wrong for others. Exactly. But if your image of what you want to be and your image of what you're doing, the gap between that... It only can be filled with things like shame and guilt. You know what I mean? For or sure. or disappointment to some You're extent. Like, I should be doing this, but I'm doing this. Yeah. Why? And then then yeah. you just feel bad. And, then, and unfortunately, the thing obviously, if you want to think of things in a cyclical manner, it's like okay, you're doing all the wrong things in in regards to what you where you, it's not goal affirmative for you. For sure. And. Uh, well, now you're going to definitely want it. You're going to want to run away on the weekend and go yeah. do something to get out of that space. Trouble is, is we all know that when we wake up a little broker, mm-hmm. no smarter than we were the morning before, Pretty that much. doesn't speed up the process. Because nope. now it's Monday morning back to maybe back the to job that you don't, don't want to be at, yeah. or at least you feel victimized in because you haven't got a raise or no, you know, whatever it may be. For sure. Right. And we all know that cycle, but... To break a cycle is to do the opposite so, thing. Well, that's just it, right? So everyone starts somewhere, whether they, maybe they join a gym, maybe they, you know, whatever. Maybe yeah. they go to school instead. Like, whatever they think is going to be the step towards getting, like, to making their life better, to bettering themselves, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah. yeah. I think you can either go, you can be at Chapters or the liquor store, right? When it comes well, to, it's, it's totally to dealing with issues. Now, hey, I'm absolutely an advocate for having fun, but like I said, I think there's a difference between celebrating and just kind of taking off the edge of life for sure big difference big difference and it's yeah it's a tough line to decide right it is because how line. when should you celebrate well i think that's for everybody to choose I think but i think we all know that when we're drinking four weekends in a row and <laughs> and we don't even have the money to be doing so i would say we're probably not celebrating Praying for the right reason yeah, yeah this enough, is... you know especially hey it's one thing if that's your goal cool, cool. <laughs> yeah there is a time in our life where that is our bloody goal yeah you know and just to have fun and just yeah and just, you actually need to mess up because i would if you look back at a lot of when the best changes in your life happened it was after those mistakes for sure you need those little rock bottoms those little problems absolutely there's, there's the interesting thing about life if you think about it is like without the contrast it's not life yeah like people almost want this blissful like, state it's like you wouldn't know what bliss is if you hadn't had terrible experiences so everything's relative so mm-hmm. you still want those bad things as much as you don't yeah you know what I mean? but you do because if you didn't have that part of your life where you partied too much and you know maybe you felt bad about it or you just weren't happy with where you were well would it mean anything when you finally made it to the right place it wouldn't mean anything if, if you know, but it does mean something because you remember the times whether it was being broker yeah less happy Less in shape, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, so, there you go. Yeah, like definitely being in the uh, in like the lower parts of life, they definitely give you a chance to step back and kind of just reflect and be like, 
what am I doing? What can I what can I change? Right? Like well, look at the movies we watch. Well, that's just it, right? It's the hero's journey. It's, it's it, always it's always you know like, it's a rise to it's a rise to something better than what they were in before. Mm-hmm. You're never just gonna see a movie with a constant <laughs> and life was good. And like yeah, no, that's yeah. just it, right? There's always that point where they get to the peak. It's like mm-hmm. they think they're on top, and then all of a sudden something bad happens, and then they have to save the day. Yeah. And then when they do, life's good. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah, that's that's just their little moment of reflection and moment there. I guess they're rock bottom. Yeah. And everyone, I think everyone's going to have a different version of what that is for them. For sure. You know, some people it's going to be, they just want to be a really good carpenter. Some people would love to be a great electrician. Yeah, exactly. Some people want to be able to train people, whatever it may be. Yeah. The funny thing is, is that, you know, as I grow up here a little bit, or at least try to, um, I notice that I think what ends up happening is all a person's looking for in that, or all they end up getting, every, if you get competent at something, you eventually have a platform. If you have a platform, you can make change, you can you can affect people and all the good things that come with it. So I don't think people need to worry too much about what they get good at. It's just get good at something. It's excel at it. Yeah, just and and dive into it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, I it's weird. I now looking back and really looking at myself and being like, why didn't you read it earlier? Like really. If I really think about it, because how happy I am that I do now, I almost it's, it's weird to think that there was a time that I wasn't. Right. It's like you know, like anybody, like I, I don't know, everyone's got a different passion or thing that they think they might like to be better at. Well, go buy a book on it. Like literally, it like, is that yeah. basic. Get a little smarter than other people at it. For sure. And, and keep chasing it. And then, and that I think it's funny is, especially if you're open-minded, is as you learn, you realize you don't know a damn thing. That's one of the first things that happens is you realize that your little frame that you had before was absolutely no it's sense like to so sort of small in the spectrum that of like yeah. what you could know and no you know I mean like we I think we're all guilty of it and uh, making things oversimplifying them but even politics we see it right for sure everyone's a bloody expert when it comes to politics it's like does anyone even know what GDB means <laughs> like does anyone even you really though really, like yeah. if I look at Mao I could have been really naive and had opinions before it's like we're first off we're too young most, you know, at the time that most people are complaining and getting all activisty, it's like, understand that you probably have some good points, but understand that you're young and you might have only been in the workforce for five years. Like, you don't, you, we don't know how the world really turns yet. For sure. We're still living in little idea. We got ideas, but ideas have to be grounded in something. And Absolutely. So I think it's good to still have a strong viewpoint and be willing to make those mistakes. But I think it's important to like, be able to be honest about being maybe being silly about some things. Absolutely. It's always always yeah. good to like accept like you know to know when you've messed up or anything. Like well I would for me I find over time the more more I learn about stuff, the more I realize that uh, a lot of things actually are the way they are because that's kinda how things are. <laughs> and as weird as that sounds, exactly. like it's yeah. like it doesn't mean give up on change. It just means actually the law systems are in place because over time, trial and error, that's where it landed. Right. And the reason we're even here to talk about it is it must have worked decent. For sure. Because, you know, we still, we're still born. We're still here. Yeah, we're still, yeah. We still, got a, you know, we still got a civilization to live in. So all the things that we're sometimes complaining about, like, you know, I mean, I find when I was younger, it was almost like, well, should people have to work this hard and get paid this little? Like, all these little things. And then, you, you know, you might look into uh, labor economics and find out that if someone starts paying you too much or we, we increase minimum wage too much, it's not competitive or affordable enough for the business, mm-hmm. which eventually means the business might actually now if they if they up the wages, they might have to get rid of a few of your friends that are also employed there 
because now they can't afford as many people. For sure. So it's a lose anyways. You either take the hit and have that smaller wage and your friends get to maintain their economic success or less and, ple- less, and less people get to work. Yeah. And then-, and then some people get to have that higher minimum wage. So we got to decide where to take the hits. Absolutely. Right? Like I agree that there's probably always those chances that certain uh, – Certain bosses are being tyrants about things. Absolutely. But again, a lot of this is math that I think when we're young, we don't quite understand. And I'm not even saying that I understand all of it. It's just, I think, try to understand before you get too opinionated. For sure. Because you might find out that the way politics are and the way all this is, that's a very grounded reason. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Like the way things are aren't necessarily just because... People are silly and they're not as smart as us. <laughs> we're young. Yeah, we're, we're still young. young. We should we're be a little young. more humble about what's going on. Absolutely. Because you're probably going to grow up and look back and be like, uh, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was a little too sure about myself. <laughs> but this is the part of the show called the motivational moment. So, Doug, how do you describe your passion in five words or less? How would, um, how would I describe my passion in five words or less? I don't know if I would describe if I my passion. I would say I like to think. I think um, better is better. Better. Is is. I like to think of it that way. Okay. Because I, it's not really my passion. It's more of like a way I look at things. For sure. And the reason I do is like I think that a lot of times people, including myself, at times, you know, you end up stalling because you're not sure what to get better at. Right. Because you're like. Oh, I kind of like this. I kind of like this. Yeah, it's like just do something. Yeah. Like actually just do something. Just. You can't like, you're not going to like, if you'd like to think of successes or life in general, is that you're walking down a trail or you're going to, you know, there's multiple trails, but movement's movement. You're not going to find out it's the wrong trail until you start walking down it and finding out that there's no bloody, oh, you know, there's trees in the bloody way. I can't, you know, I can't go this way. Yeah. You know, I'd like to think of it that way. It's that. If you hang around waiting for circumstances to make sense, it's gonna be it's gonna be forever. Yeah, you'll it never makes sense. This is it's, life's pretty crazy. Well, that's, so. that's just it. You're gonna come to that point where you're, there's gonna be like three or four paths, and if you can't make a decision, you're just gonna when you think about it, you're just gonna be right there. You're gonna hang out there. You're gonna yeah. You're just gonna you're gonna see other people pass and go, and you're gonna. And what's interesting too is maybe that takes a little <coughs> weight off your own shoulders is to realize that it's not. It's more about getting good at something, I think, for us than exactly what it is. For sure. Because like I said before, if I think if you have a platform, whether you're a good carpenter mm-hmm. or a good personal trainer, if you can speak about something in confidence and hand that off to young people and have all those good things and the connections that go along with it and the respect that goes along with it, I don't think that there's a big difference if you were a trainer or a carpenter at that point. No. You get what I mean? Yeah, like for it's, sure. It's, uh, the platform is what seems to be important. You know, we listen to motivational speakers or motivational speakers can come in all different shapes and forms, right? 100%. It's like, we'll listen to a guy, a military guy. We'll listen to, you know what I mean? Just a good teacher. Yeah. It's all that I see is that they were competent. That was it. That, yeah. That they were know. just really good at something. They were someone, an, ex, uh, an expert in their field. Yeah. And which just, made all the difference. And then they just know what they're doing. They, they, they're, they know they excel at it and people are just ready to listen. Yeah. Whatever kid, whatever that kid wants to be good at. Might he might identify with them more than uh, a kid that wants to be better at the other thing. Exactly. But it's right. not relevant. It doesn't matter. You're not here to be please everybody. It's just no. it is what it is. You, yeah, you're here to. I mean, not like trying to be selfish or anything, but you're always your your main goal is you know what what's best for you, right? Yeah. You want to make sure you are happy at the end of the day, 
and like that you're you know you feel accomplished you feel successful whatever that mm. definite whatever that be may be mm. and you know mm. another thing that happens like everyone's probably watching Gary Vee and stuff lately I know that guy's the guy I right love now. Gary Vee man um, like, he bring, a point he brings up and, it, and it's super important and I kind of ended up doing a little bit of it myself is having a job that necessarily isn't what makes you tick but after work or you know after yeah after work and in between jobs and all this other stuff be getting good at that thing that makes you tick well that's just it, like right? don't plan especially in an expensive world and Nanaimo to boot it's not like we live in the cheapest part of where we live we live in you know short of Vancouver and Victoria we're in a fairly expensive little hub right for sure and it's it's not going to be quite as simple as just quitting your job in all cases I think you hear a lot of stories where it's like, oh, just go for it, just go for it. Passion still needs to be involved with rationale. Well, that's you know just what I mean. Good. Rationale and passion, I think, still have to have a bit of a relationship in the fact that ideas don't always turn into financial gain. No, not always. You know what I mean? And, and what you are projecting as a good idea, or the way you should train people, or the way you shouldn't train people, or the way you should build houses or not build houses. For sure. Doesn't always mean everyone else is going to be interested or not enough to pay the bills. Yeah. So I'm not saying don't, and I, you know, we're, everyone's story is going to be different. There's certain jobs that maybe you can just jump into it, but if maybe you have a business idea and it's going to cost A and you know, you can make that money at another job that isn't your favorite and be getting good at your craft in between making that money, that's still, that's still worth doing. For sure. Right. So, like, cause I mean, then you'll get to that point where eventually you can make that leap where you can be like, all right. I'm leaving my job because now I can, I'm able to find it. Like, I'm able to make money from this, from whatever I want to do. And mm-hmm. you're able to actually, you know, make it mm-hmm. a, a successful, achievable thing. Not where you're like, oh yeah, I quit my job. And then three months later, you're like, yeah, I'm broke. And I, and like, it's not really working. No. And I think sometimes that if you do it incrementally, you can, for myself, like me and a friend opened up a gym in Victoria and we went away for two years before we started it. Okay. Saved up a good a dose of money and um, ended up opening it down in Victoria. So it was good in a lot of ways. Absolutely beautiful gym. Loved the gym. I was, yeah, it was the life for me. Um, but it didn't work out perfectly. Of course. Yeah, and uh, so and, uh, I spent the last year here just paying off, cleaning up the last bit of the debt. And kind of that's why I'm home now and starting, o- starting over again to some extent. Um, but as far as the starting things incrementally and doing them incrementally, I think for me, what I've seen is that all the little lessons about business and, and uh, anything related to that business, they happen in the building of that business. Whereas we kind of came in, we came in with a lot of money. Compared to if I just started small and right. trained one person at a time in a, in a four you know a small studio, right. we came in, bought a twenty two or leased a twenty two hundred square foot space, decked it out, right. you know came out of nowhere like Victoria didn't even know pretty much who we were, right? You know what I mean? So we did it. We were fairly arrogant about it that way, but it was kind of, we were just building what we liked, and we were kind of hoping that most people would be interested. Now it didn't work out that way, or at least not fast enough. But if I would if doing it again now is the incremental part is that you'll you'll learn and get to taste your market without the massive 
amount of money into it right off the hop. Yeah, without the huge You influx. know what I mean? Yeah. It'd be like right now, if the way way you got this show, you would start it by spending $50,000 and then hope that you could get people to talk with you. For sure, right? Whereas, you know, you start small, you build up, you build get a new microphone based on a little bit of this, you, you know, so mm-hmm. on and so forth, right? Totally. Learn the lesson, get a feel for what the business is. Get a feel if you even like it. Less you know, like for trainers, that's one tough thing. How much do you, you know, how much patience do you have? Yeah. Right? There's always the aspect of training where, you know, you, you want people to do good, but there's a certain amount of, there's conditions to how long you feel like waiting or all those other things, right? Yeah, 100%. And everyone's different. So if you, it's hard to learn those lessons or you don't have the room to learn the lessons when you really, when things are tight because you overinvested, it came in a little too hot, right? Right. No, absolutely. I mean, at least now you know, like, you know, you, you made the attempt and now you can like at least step back. Have, you have that perspective as well and like you can kind of see where you can go with it. Oh yeah, a lesson's a lesson. Like, exactly. Right? Could, have, could have went to school and paid 70 grand too. So, well, that's just and it. now in the end I ended up getting to keep half the equipment so, so there you I, go, I'm right? happy that I got paid off a bunch of paid off Rogue uh, Nice. Rogue's good stuff. Oh, yeah. so, so no, it's good then. Uh, experience is experience but you know what's interesting is I'm happy I did. Um, I think this is something that other people can consider too when they're taking advice from people. Take advice, but there's also that aspect of if you do exactly what you think you should do, you can't blame anyone when it doesn't succeed. Yeah, because you can only blame yourself. And what's interesting about that is I think then the lesson's fully yours, right? Like, uh, obviously, some of my belief systems weren't genius when it came to business. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Thought sure. we had an idea. Hopefully people like it. That's not a good business plan. Yeah. That's airy fairy living in. That's like. Yeah. It's not. It's like the it's one. Not, it's like sh- uh, shooting at the moon or something. Yeah, like you're just one of the million. It's not million. reality. Yeah. So. But if I had listened to my parents too much or anyone that was trying to be that that uh, rational voice in the background, did I really learn that lesson? Because I would if it didn't work anyways. Then it's kind of their fault. Right. So whereas now. If you go test things out and take full responsibility for them, though you you're gonna take full responsibility for the whole situation. You're gonna take the, you can be accountable to it, and then you can go learn based on that. Yeah. Whereas there's nobody to blame. So if you want to now, you just sit back and be like, oh, maybe I wasn't so bloody bright. You know what I mean? You're right. You realize that there's obviously room to grow, and you could, you know, open up your eyes a little bit to whatever it is to be business savvy and. All those other things. Yeah, that's nice. And just go for it. And then, like, at least when if you decide to ever go back to, like, you know, like, so you're, you're saying you're getting back into personal training. Mm-hmm. If you ever decide to go back to, you know, going to open that gym, at least now you know, like, you know, if you take the time to build the clients, it's like you're like, yeah, I have a gym open now. Then they'll be like, oh, I'll come there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So if you started small mm-hmm. and then, you know, you do the numbers and the numbers say we can afford a lease yeah. for this much with this much equipment. And then, yeah, you would be doing it based on reality, math, order, like things we talk about, sure. like actual things written down, just, not not just an emotional, cute little idea. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't necessarily work that way. <laughs> if it did, we'd all, I think we'd all be rich. We'd all, yeah, yeah, exactly. We'd all be enjoying life. No one would really work. <laughs> no, we'd have it all figured out, but mm-hmm. that doesn't seem to be the case, so. No, but we'll get there, you know. Eventually, yeah. So, so yeah, yeah, like I said, the gym happened and uh so here we are we're back at home and uh yeah ready to uh like i said do the whole have your one job 
for in, sure. in your spare time. Work on your passion. And work on what makes you happy or at least semi-happy. Sure. <laughs> you know, yeah. Makes you, yeah, something satisfying, something that you feel like you could, uh, you would pretty much do for free. Yeah, no, I agree. Not that I think anyone should do anything for free, no, but take, you got to float your own boat and make sure you still got something to eat, right? Exactly, right? You got to put food on the table. But that's cool. No, I, uh, I agree. It's definitely smarter to take your time with it and, you know, really kind of just put away on it until it's ready to really, you're, you're able to actually do something with it. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, then, then, you know, ten, then take the leap. Don't just go in blind. It definitely it, no and if you go in blind and you make a mistake make sure that you take full responsibility yeah because then it's just as good a lesson as any yeah you know what i mean like okay yeah you, if you realize you did something really stupid great if you're not blaming anybody great still yeah. good you know you're you know you're either winning or you're learning so it's not i don't really see any it's, issue in it's it. a win-win scenario right yeah especially when we're all fairly young so exactly right so we and we don't really have a whole lot to lose right now i think i think one thing that helped me out a little bit obviously my family's you know fairly supportive had a lot of uh good people in my life but aside from that it's like you know what I, at a young age it's really 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 tempting to have all the fancy things for sure you know what i mean there's room that the lenders are happy to give us shit that we can't oh, yeah. even bloody afford yeah. um so i did my best to let my goals be what i was spending my money on yeah as best you can yeah you I, mean, I mean don't get me wrong you definitely got to you know treat yourself every once in a while but i don't does that doesn't i don't mean go buy like a fifty thousand dollar car you can't afford no and i'd like to think of things like it's not what you're driving who's driving it yeah like i said you know it's it's not it's not what yeah it's not what it's how you know what i mean it's if inside your turn your life's turmoil but you're in a fancy car does that make up for it yeah really you know, and not even for it's just for yourself like if yeah. you don't feel good you don't feel good you know what I mean so within reason like I'm not saying that a car can't be awesome or beautiful vehicle everyone likes it they're great yeah I just assume have them as well right now but if it's gonna tie you down in a fashion that's not gonna let you get to where you hope to get it's not gonna fill your it's not gonna fill your tank enough to get over the fact that you didn't go where you wanted to go yeah, pretty you know, much. if at the end of the day you end up with a nice vehicle, but you're somewhere that you really don't believe you th- should be or wouldn't have wanted to be, it's not enough. No, you know, because we, I'm sure everyone's had some nice thing, and within a few days, it's nothing special. Yeah, that's the human condition. We're always, always it's on to the, the next. next thing. Yeah, you know, for I just sure. bought a bike recently. Love the bike, but it, the purchase and the excitement and the rush is gone. You know, you'll enjoy it now. But just real like when when you're doing that math, realize that that twenty grand can go other places. For sure. For sure. So you should have that balance. Yeah, you want to satisfy your you know your short term needs, but don't let your short term needs get in the way of your long term goals or ideas. Hundred percent. Because you will life is fairly short, and all of a sudden you know you'll have some fancy stuff, but you'll be stuck. You'll be pinned down at a job that, and I really think that no one likes to be. But I know as a guy that really is not a good feeling. Feeling like you're. You're locked in and you can't, you have no power. You yeah, have absolutely like, zero like, power. Yeah. Your just, boss tells you to jump, you, you, you know, how high. Yeah, yeah, 100%. And it's not like you don't want to listen to your boss in general, but you get what I mean, right? It's yeah. a very imbalanced situation. It's no different than if every paycheck's going 100% to debt, especially debt that you don't even get to feel the fun of anymore. Yeah. Like it's, it's already long gone. <laughs> you know, you just partied away the money and now you're still going to work. 
that's gone. Yeah, <laughs> all the good stuff's gone, but now you're still there taking that hit. So, you know, and that's a lesson that we all learn. Yeah. You know, young people, especially, right? We're, we do all these fun things, and then we realize maybe the hangover's not worth it, or For maybe sure, the yeah. trip we can't afford isn't worth, worth it. it. Yeah, definitely. You definitely got to put some life into, into perspective and, you know, budget and all that jazz. So. I think that's the only difference between people that end up doing really well and people that don't. For sure. Obviously, there's certain variables and un, a little bit of luck involved, but people that can hold back some of their short-term desires and for long-term ones. Yeah, for that's sure. That's Yeah. That's it. You know, and then that happens with food, that happens with work, that happens with the gym, that happens with anything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? If you can... Not saying I'm great at this sometimes, but you know what I mean. Like if you can, if you can eat the better food, even though it doesn't taste as good, that's an example of the balancing the short term and long term sure, right? perspectives on those two things. Yeah, you can enjoy this McDonald's today, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> here goes that water. Whoops, oh, that's all good, man. There you go. Uh, but then you know you can, or you can enjoy you know a healthier body over the next couple of years, like hmm. right. And so yeah, you won't remember the McDonald's when you're somewhere and you feel uncomfortable with your shirt off. Yeah, exactly. Right. You know what I mean? And everyone's had that to some extent, right? So the McDonald's never would have trumped it. So there you go. There, yeah, there's an example of it doesn't just didn't pay off. Yeah. Yeah. But cool, man. I just wanted to thank you for coming on the show. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, where can the people find you? Where can they find me? Yeah. Uh, where can they find me? I'm on Facebook and uh, you got my Instagram there. I haven't uh, actually started up the actual business at this point I'm probably going to start taking people maybe in January okay but uh, yeah on those platforms that's where I'll be for now yeah and uh, yeah that's exciting uh, if you like the episode don't forget get to hit that subscribe button check out the other videos and uh, you know read some books you know get some knowledge because <laughs> Doug's out to figure it out <laughs> thanks guys see you next time <laughs>